IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. This episode is presented in partnership with RE InsurePro. The coverage needs of the real estate investment space are ever-changing. To discuss this, we're joined by Sean Wodel, CEO and President of RE InsurePro, as he shares with us what he's learned about the unique coverage needs of the real estate investment space and a solution available to PNC insurance providers to streamline the process of securing the right coverage. Hello and welcome to IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. I'm Bethan Moorcraft, Senior Editor at Insurance Business, and today it's my pleasure to welcome Sean Wordle, CEO and President at RE Insure Pro, an insurance program for residential real estate investors, and one of Insurance Business America's five-star program administrators of 2021. In this episode, Sean and I will discuss the unique insurance needs of real estate investors, the development of the RE Insure Pro program, and how property and casualty insurance agents can take advantage of the program and grow their business in this market. So without further ado, Sean, welcome to IBA Talk. Hello, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you on board. Um, So Sean, let's start with some context. How would you describe the current insurance marketplace for residential real estate investors? Yeah, that's an interesting to start with. Um, You know, both, you know, I could say it's both rapidly hardening uh, as well as volatile, um, and, and even go as far as saying fractured in some areas where where there's cat exposure, right? Specifically with, with you know hurricane exposure, um, you know, with, with decreasing carrier options for for some agents to consider and use for their for their clients that that have these investment uh, property portfolios. Uh, we're seeing some carriers that just cut their losses altogether, exit our space, and it's largely due to unfavorable loss history that they've experienced over the last few years. Um, you know, but with that being said, you know, you can look at that one of two ways, right? You can look at it as, as oh man, you know, I, my job's going to be more difficult to try to place coverage. The, the costs aren't going to be as favorable for my investors and I have to have uncomfortable conversations. But to us, I think this, ty- this type of market creates opportunities um, for our agents to provide more value to their clients. Um, you know, we as an industry, you know, we, we do this proactively by providing solutions for each of their, for each of client's needs and, and being true advisors to them as opposed to simply just selling them the cheapest coverage. I think we should all take this opportunity to uh, to educate our clients on, on coverages and deductible options and allow them to make the decisions that are best for their unique business model because every investor is different. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we, we cut prices now in an effort to save costs, but it could also mean adding an ancillary property coverage that maybe is a few bucks a month, but could save them substantially if in the event that a loss happens that maybe they hadn't thought about before. Um, and markets like this, agents that, that sell strictly on price, they, they struggle um, because investors want to know to know more and more about the value and coverage package they're getting for their premium dollar spent. So where each opportunity may take longer uh, in the long term, I think this helps build rapport and loyalty between retail agents and their clients. So. We, we, we look at this as an opportunity and we, we actually, we like these hardening markets because it gives us a, a, an opportunity to better, uh, better connect with our clients and our retail agent partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you use words like, you know, hard market, volatile, fractured, um, you know, how long has the market been like this uh, and what are some key factors sort of driving those conditions in the property market? 
you know, we've, we've seen it hardening over the last couple of years. Um, you know, we can start with, I mean, we can look at 2021 to date where the effects of those, of those claims and those, those massive losses really haven't been, they haven't been, they haven't been felt yet by the, the market. And we probably won't for another 12 to 18 months in full. But I mean, if you look at the polar vortex freeze storm in Texas, it was this past February, I think it was around $15 billion in losses. Um, there was actually six up to date, six major thunderstorm events between March 24th and July 1st that totaled over $8 billion in losses. Um, and then, of course, you've got the business incomes uh, claims that are still being paid out due to COVID that we're probably going to be seeing those for, for years to come. And, and keep in mind, this is all before hurricane and wildfire season really take off. So 2021's you know, it didn't start off great. Knock on wood, hopefully we see a, a quiet hurricane season and, and wildfires under control to kind of stabilize. But there's a lot that's gone into it year to date. Um, 2020, 2020 was another challenging year, right? We had major wildfires in a number of states, Colorado and California being two of the largest. We had the Duresho in Iowa. Um, we had the hurricanes that were Laura, Isaiah, and Sally. Um, there were some major tornadoes that went through Nashville and did a lot of damage. Um, December, Nor'easter happened. And then we had an early inactive tornado season. So when you look at all the, the major weather events, and then you add this to the controllable type property losses that carriers see pretty frequently. And those would be like theft, you know, the water damage, which are, you know, from freezing pipes that burst and then, and then the arsons, right? Um, this leads to them paying out more in losses than what they had projected. And unfortunately it leads to a hard market and premium increases, increases that are passed down to, to every insured, regardless of their, their individual loss history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting marketplace. Um, so, you know, focusing in on residential real estate investors, Sean, what are some of their unique insurance needs? You know, what are their coverage options? Yeah, so I mean, first, I think we need to start by by recognizing that, you know, every investor client and investing strategy is unique. Um, and we need to be able to provide solutions for each of these investors needs. Um, it's not, it's very not, it's not a one size fits all type of industry. Uh, we need to, we need to be able to provide creative coverage packages, you know, looking at an investor that owns their property outright versus one that has lenders on their property. So those coverage packages can be very different. Um, you need to consider what the, the investor's exit strategy is, what their appetite for risk is, what they're willing to quote unquote self-insure by maybe going with a basic form policy as opposed to a, an all risk special form type policy that's more comprehensive in nature. Um, you need to look, we can look at deductible structures, you know, obviously the higher on the property side, which we're, you know, what we're talking about, the, the higher the property deductible that you can carry, the lower the property rate. You know, think of it as the investor that has more skin in the game is going to get a better rate from the insurance company, right? Um, flexibility on, on owning entity structures. You know, we see this often where, you know, if you have a, an IRA or a trust or an LLC, um, there, there's, there's carriers out there and programs that are, don't have the ability to be able to place coverage in those, in those entity names. So having flexibility on those owning entity structures, regardless of how creative they are. Um, competitive pricing, because pricing goes into everything, right? It would be naive to think otherwise, but um, really, I think value and, 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 and creating a, a coverage package that's unique to them trumps that. Um, and then ongoing education and providing resources to help our clients make make the de best decisions for their businesses. And we, we pass that through our retail agent partners that I'm sure we'll talk about here later in the call but, or on the podcast. But, um, you know, and what, what our InsurePro does is, you know, we continue to stay ahead of the market trends. Um, we continue to evolve our product offerings as needed. Um, you know, Tim Norris and, and I, that when we started um, RE InsurePro, and, you know, we always had a desire to kind of bring the industry together for the benefit of, of all included parties, collectively, the carriers, our retail agent partners, and ultimately the insureds. 
Um, and we can all work together to continue to provide creative solutions to sometimes very complex insurance issues that we're seeing right now with, with you know, the market as it is. And you know, we're, we're stronger together than we are apart. So, I mean, there's, there's a statement that, that's on our wall in our office. And, and it just says, if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, you go together. And this is the position that, that we take with our insure pro and our agent partners. And as we continue to grow and provide new carrier and coverage options, it's, it's vital that we bring our agent partners along for the ride. And, and then they do their job and pass that information along to their investor clients and everybody wins. Um, so that, that's really that's the position we're taking and, and we'll continue to do so. Yeah. So tell me a bit more, if you don't mind, about RE um, Ensure Pro. You know, what's the history of the program? When did you set it up? And you know, what's the breakdown of coverages and services that, that you can offer? Yeah, so it's it's probably best to start with kind of a brief history on us because it didn't start as RE Insure Pro. You know, we started as a retail agency back in 2008, which is National Real Estate Insurance Group and still exists to this day. Um, after identifying Tim and I, um, we identified a need for this type of program in our market. Um, the insurance industry as a whole really was not responding to the unique needs of the residential real estate investor. And we committed to wanting to change that. You know, we were residential real estate investors ourselves, still are. And, you know, we didn't like the challenges that we were facing and knew that our, our, our investor friends didn't either. So we kind of set out on this mission to, to fix the market. Um, and at that time, we also worked with a few select retail agent partners that we were friends with and that we trusted. And, and over time, as, as NREG grew and, and more and more agents learned about us, either through meeting them at events um, or we took a piece of business from them because they couldn't compete on price or coverages, um, the more inquiries we received about wanting for the wanting to partner with us. So beginning in 2019, we really put an extensive focus on on growing our retail agent program as RE InsurePro. And, you know, so we provide our, our agent partners now with access to our program, which is it's a monthly reporting form, uh, true monthly reporting form. So it's pay as you go, no minimum earned premiums or long term commitments to the coverage. Um, the ease of use uh, to house an investor's complete portfolio on a single schedule, regardless of the occupancy status of the location or where the location where, where the location sits within the United States. Um, we are open in all 50 states, so we can provide coverage really anywhere that they have investor clients investing. Uh, I mentioned earlier the ability to accommodate for, for named insured owning entity structures as creative as they can possibly get. IRAs, trusts, LLCs, corps, to name a few. Um, our programs evolved. So when we started, we were we were prominently focused on the residential real estate investor that was a buy and hold guy or girl that, that, that were one to four family dwellings. Uh, we've since expanded to where we can go up to 20 units at a given location. Uh, we can extend coverage to new construction locations, which we're starting to see an uptick in on, on you know, build to rent. So we've got those options as well. We do the mobile manufactured modular homes. We do vacation rentals. Uh, non-performing note coverage, lender-placed alternatives. Um, so we, we we work pretty extensively with the, um, you know, private and hard money lenders in our world too. So we, we provide an alternative for them. Um, and aside from obviously property and liability being the the two main drivers of the coverage, um, you know, those probably make up 80% of the premiums that, that our insure proceeds through our agent partners. We, you know, we also provide excess liability where needed. Earth movement, which would be you know, earthquake and sinkhole coverage, uh, flood. We have both private options as well as the NFIP program. We offer multiple renters insurance options that that the that either the investor can control themselves or they can pass along to their renters to purchase. Uh, we do property manager ENO for 
the investor client that also self-manages their properties. We have some, some professional coverage for them. Uh, equipment breakdown coverage. We do cyber liability. We do terrorism and political violence. And you know, in an effort to continue to evolve and continue to be the solution for all of our uh, retail agent partners' needs and investor needs, um, we also have a service lines coverage option coming out very soon, canine liability, as well as several others. Um, and then we also, which is really cool and one of my favorite things about our Insure Pro that, that we did from the get-go and I think is really paying dividends for us is, you know, we provide all of our agents with a marketing platform that has, that has several tools that can assist them with their prospects and clients, um, such as like marketing flyers for each of the individual coverage offerings they can use at events when they're going and working a booth, um, as well as property checklists to help mitigate losses, right? If we can, if we can give them a checklist and say, Hey, here, we call it a hazard checklist. And it's really just, Hey, walk your property. These are the ones that if an inspector an insurance inspector, were going to come out to you and visit your property, this is what they're going to look for. So, you know, make sure that you, you kind of get out ahead of this and share this information with your investor client because it makes it easier in it. And it's, and it, if it saves us one loss a year, it's well worth it. Um, you know, we send out a monthly newsletter to our agent partners. It includes uh, help, helpful coverage tips, as well as kind of a state of the market review because things change rapidly in our world. Um, and we also offer weekly training sessions that all of our agents are always encouraged to attend at some point. So we review how our program works, the coverage options and tools available to them, and then also how to best utilize our state-of-the-art technology system that, that we built specifically for RE and SurePro. So, you know, trying to put all these kind of tools together for our to set our retail agent partners up to succeed. It's all tying back into that uh, mantra of teamwork that you said uh, that was on your wall. I can see how that's all playing out now. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, looking at that partnership then, obviously, you know, you work very closely with uh, retail agent partners. Um, What would you say, you know, makes a best-in-class relationship between, you know, underwriters at a program like RE Insure Pro and the retail agents? You know, what are you looking for? in that partnership? You know, real, really clear communication, I think, is where it starts. And, and through clear communication builds honesty and trust. Um, and of course, it goes along with that as a solid book of good, profitable business. So I think that setting the expectation on the front end of exactly what RE and SurePro can do for our retail agent partners. Hey, this is our sweet spot. This is where we have our blinders on. We, we, we want to be the, you know, and we are, we're the experts in this, in this portion of our business. And we need to stay laser focused on that. And, and here's what works for us. And provided the, the retail agent gives us the types of risks that we want and fits on our books, then I think sky's the limit. So it all goes back to communication, which builds honesty and trust, and then obviously building that solid, good, profitable book of business together. Um, and, you know, so it's communication's key. And that's why we kind of, I think we go a little bit heavy on, on even staffing um, for that reason, right? We have, you know, business development vice presidents, we have several sales managers. So we always have live people available for our retail agents to call into and be able to ask questions and get answers right away. So some of them will want to go all technology. That's fantastic, which is why we built that state of the art system. That's really, really slick. Um, but also, hey, we understand that there's also a very good number of retail agents, myself included, that likes to get a live person on the phone and just hash through, ask the questions, get the answers. And, and that's why we're here to do that. Mm-hmm. How many, I mean, how would you describe the breakdown between agents that, you know, really like to go 100% technology and, and those that still today like to have that in-person um, touch, especially with sort of residential real estate clients? Um, 
has there been any change in that perhaps in recent years? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the, the clients themselves, you know, it's kind of, it's really unique to watch it. So the, 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 the very large clients um, that have thousands of locations like that personal touch, the, the, the newer investor that maybe has a handful of locations that are just starting off also like that personal touch. But then what we find is those middle of the road investors that maybe have 10 to a couple of hundred locations rely heavily on technology. Um, and, and the retail agents are really about a 50-50 split. I, I see that probably our longer term retail agent partners that have been with us a few years, um, I think they rely heavily on our team and they like to, to call in because they've got a relationship built with them, right? And it's just, it's, it's comforting. And not to say they don't get technology because they absolutely do, but I think they just like to, to get that from the, you know, get that from our team. Our newer agent partners, um, I think are relying heavily on our technology, which, which we love. Um, you know, we invested a lot of money for, for a system to be used. So I'm happy that they're using it. So it's probably about a 50, 50 split split on the, on the agents on whether they are using just technology or, or coming to our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So, um, Sean also have to ask, I mean, we're talking, well, what are we now close to almost two years into a pandemic. Um, so I kind of wanted to, to see if you'd noticed any, any trends or I guess specific or unique impacts on the real estate, uh, residential real estate investment market, you know, and, and sort of how that's perhaps impacted your business as well. Sure. Uh, I, I will say that, you know, the impact on our business has been relatively, it, it's near zero. Um, I, you know, it seems like the, the residential real estate, even though they're commercial property and liability forms and it's commercial insurance, typically we're the last ones to see those. Um, you, you see the, the chain, the really drastic changes hit the, the, the habitational market for the, you know, the, the multifamily and, uh, and the, you know, the, the real estate market aside from our space. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that stated, I think we're going to continue to see a property market harden at least over the next year or two, um, which could be extended depending on how the 2021 ends. Um, I think that we're starting to see some differences in some property policies with some additional exclusions that are in there, um, not just specific to COVID, which we saw uh, briefly with some COVID specific exclusions on property policies, you know, regardless of if a full virus and bacteria exclusion already existed, which most of them do. Um, but, you know, they carriers want to come back in and endorse specifically for COVID as well. Um, and then what you mentioned is what happens with the eviction moratorium could drastically impact the insurance market as, as well, especially in our world. Um, and and how, how will wrongful eviction lawsuits be handled by our, by our carrier partners? And, you know, liability is a tricky one. And, you know, that's, that's just going to be, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how they respond. Um, and how they deal with those. Cause you know, as soon as that moratorium's up, I think we're going to start to see them obviously. Um, but uncertainty in the market for investor clients, and it goes to our retail agent partners as well. Uncertainty creates opportunity. I mean, in, in 2008, when national real estate insurance group was born, it was born at a time that the, the, the market was in shambles, but we had investor clients that, that were taking advantage of the opportunity, right? We had, you know, we had some, some homeowners were unfortunately, not in a good place and we're, and we're, we're losing their home sometimes through no fault of their own. And we had investors coming in and, and capitalizing on the opportunity and sometimes buying those properties for pennies on the dollar that, that are still within their portfolio today. I think you're probably going to see something similar happen. And again, I think always uncertainty creates opportunity in our world. So um, could be, could be very good for some of our, for the investor clients out there that are looking to, to build on their, on their rental portfolio as other investors, maybe exit the market. Mm-hmm. 
And just quickly building on those opportunities, as you said, there are there are opportunities for you. Um, as the market evolves to hopefully soon, you know, a post-COVID market, um, you know, what are the opportunities for you, uh, maybe geographically or specific types of investors? Where do you see room for, for growth with your program? Yeah, so that that's a great question, too, because, I mean, we're very much a Midwest-driven company. Um, you know, Tim Norris and I, when we started the company, we were both, we're both from Cincinnati. So we had a, a very heavy concentration in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, um, and then now we're, we're based in Austin, Texas and with a service center in, in Kansas City. And so very much Midwest. We, we've, we've had a very large focus in, in, in addition to the focus on RE and Sherpa on building our agent database and, and our agent partners it, is focusing out West. Um, not all states, but, you know, you know, that's a good it's a good opportunity for us to maybe offset our book, um, not be so heavily saturated in some areas that can be difficult. Um, so yeah, Western States has been a focus, um, for the better part of 18 months. And we're, and we're really starting to see that pay off and, and see our agents, um, you know, benefit from our offerings out there, you know, that, that, that book of, excuse me, that those property rates and those, um, the way those coverages are, are, are put together in the Western States are very different than a, than a property in Dallas, Texas. Um, obviously the, the risk is, is definitely lower, um, with, because you don't have the wind and hail frequency. So the property rates need to mirror that and, and be, um, be more aggressive. And we didn't always have that. And we were fortunate now to have, you know, 28 different carrier partners that, that power our program and all of them with a very, a little bit of a different appetite. And, and some of them have a, a very big appetite for Western business and they get very aggressive on, on pricing and, and coverage forms. And so it, it's great for us to be able to start to put a footprint out there and, and that'll continue to be the focus uh, over the coming years. Excellent. Good. Well, it sounds um, exciting. And, and Sean, just one final uh, exciting thing to finish on, if you don't mind. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, uh, when I introduced you, um, RE InsurePro has just been named one of Insurance Business America's uh, top program administrators for 2021. Um, so just wanted to, you know, get, get some of your reaction from that. Uh, you know, how are you feeling and, you know, what's next? Yeah, we're... Obviously, we're thrilled. Um, we're, we're excited about this. Um, this, is, this is something that we've worked very hard for um, with a lot of focus, time, effort, energy and, and money um, for, for this to be a success and to be recognized by, by you guys is, uh, is huge. Um, we, we certainly appreciate it. And we thank you. And, and I, I really believe that like this is uh, sky's the limit here. I think we've got a very good core group of retail agent partners that we're going to continue to focus on adding new ones. Um, and yeah, just I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few years. I think it's going to be very exciting with the growth and certainly appreciate having partners like you along the way to recognize what we've done. Brilliant. Well, Sean, um, it sounds like, you know, there's there's lots of exciting things on the horizon for Ari Insure Pro. Um, thank you very much for sharing your insights on this topic uh, with us and our readers. Uh, it's been great to have you on IBA Talk. Thank you. It's been, it's been a blast being here and uh, happy to come back anytime you need me. Brilliant. Thank you. And thanks also to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, I'm Bethan Moorcraft, Senior Editor at Insurance Business. Remember to keep an eye out for our upcoming podcasts, webinars, and IBTV episodes. We've got lots of great content coming your way. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBA Talk. For more from Sean and the experts at RE InsurePro, visit them at reinsurepro.com. That's reinsurepro.com for more. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.